0: you want to hear a good joke nobody speak nobody get choked sports fans it is friday here on 89-1, khol and julio and julio jones
1: Julio Jones is an eagle. He's an eagle, Massey. That's a very good transition. This is a sports talk radio show. Where yep. We talk about trades and acquisitions in the NFL. Just like that, we're also a podcast. You can follow us on uh, Teton Sports Talk at Teton Sports Talk on Instagram, and also download us on Spotify or wherever else you get your pods.
0: Yeah, I was going to redo so, that. no work? We're already, we're already in. We're already okay. in. We're Teton already...
1: Sports Talk. We're here to bring you broke, a little closer to your weekend.
0: Head. I'm your host, Massey Zeman. Graham Trainer, and we got a pack show. <laughs> Dude, I looked over at my so there notes, was I looked over at my notes. A- I read
1: Julio Jones, and that's what came out of my mouth. <laughs> we broke a headline already, probably the biggest one of the week. Yeah, um, I heard Julio said Julio's um, he's going to play with the Eagles, and now uh, t- sorry, Jalen has two the two best Alabama receivers in Alabama's history. That's one man's opinion. I just read on the internet somewhere, but. What do you yeah. think about that, Javante and Julio? Are
0: they the, are they the, the goats? Devante, well, he won a Heisman, and then Julio Correct. Jones was a part of that, just like the beginning of Nick Saban's dynasty, right? Like he got behind the defense at LSU. LSU was our Achilles heel for a couple of years, and he's behind the defense. Um, yeah, he made- I mean he he really set in stone, and he also embarrassed me one time playing basketball against him in high school. Oh
1: yes, that's yeah. why he's you so. He's my on the- goat. So what happened there is his um, privates were uh, put on your head on a dunk play in basketball, and now you always have him on the brain. Does that make sense?
0: That does make sense, and that is a fact. That is a fact. I'm getting, I'm getting,
1: I'm getting cheerier. We as put, we talk about we put our
0: brains together, and, and it left a lasting imprint on me. Um, yeah. Nicely done. Yeah, so it was. it's one of those things. Devani Smith, I mean, there's Calvin Ridley. I mean, Jameson Williams, yet to be seen uh julio
1: Julio's is probably what he can he kind of jerry yeah, judy the way. was sick jerry judy henry Ruggs, henry Ruggs was great we don't like
0: to talk to about henry Ruggs because of his previous previous uh incarceration but he was also very sick at alabama
1: that's because he was a raider though not because he was a uh almost a tar heel a crimson tide a tide yeah a tidy well we have pin. We, um, we have a pack oh i'm sorry continue Oh no, I'd say Julio definitely uh paved the way. He was like probably the pioneer. Who's the Oregon Trail uh wagoneer of um wide receiver U for Alabama. And he made quarterbacks that were not all pros like Tua and Jalen Hurts look like, you know, look good in college Get, football.
0: Made millions of dollars in the NFL no offense.
1: maybe two or no three. Offense.
0: Yeah. Um we're talking about Greg McElroy there. I will say this. When Julio <laughs> Jones was at Alabama, Alabama was very, very much hard-nosed football, run the ball, play good defense, and Julio Jones was just that big, quick release valve, like big play. Because you're you're looking at a team who had the first Heisman Trophy winner in Alabama history with Mark Ingram, and mm-hmm. then from then on it was like Mark Ingram, Trent Richardson, T.J. Yeldon. Um, I can't, I'm I'm missing a couple, but no, there Jacobs? was josh jacobs a little little later but it was josh jacobs and then brian robinson and the list goes on but like in that early those early tj i already said tj yeldon there's somebody else there i'm i'm missing that i'm i'm embarrassed but those early running back days was were awesome all right we got to get into the huddle and we got to get to our baker's dozens trainer because that this this is teton sports talk and it is middle football season and we have a pack show
1: yeah, I noticed something last week. I tried to mute you um, on here for talking about Alabama football when I was talking about the Rangers going to the ALCS, and I wanted to get it out of our system. So that's it. You're done, okay? That's it. We're not even going to talk about the Tennessee game anymore.
0: I mean, come on. There's a lot to talk about. All right, our, our huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you were stuck on, your quote-slash-question of the week, and your goat of the week trainer. My good news was Julio Jones was uh, is not retired. He previously played for the Tampa Bay Bucks, and can you name the team he played for before the Tampa Bay Bucks?
1: Arizona Cardinals,
0: Tennessee Titans.
1: When the hell did he play for the (laughs) Titans? Oh, that's right. That's right. That was a little quick. That was a A little stop. That was like a weird. That was like a six-round trade. Now that I remember all that, that's funny.
0: Yeah. So he's now with the Eagles, joining AJ Brown and Devontae. Did he? Did he
1: actually have a game played, or he was just a part of the? No, I think he played.
0: I looked. I looked. I think he played about ten games.
1: Oh, that's not bad. It's way more than I thought. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right, trainer. What is, yeah. What is your good news of the week?
1: Um, so I had a, a, what a, oh, what a 30 minute difference or what a difference 30 minutes makes. Excuse me. I'm really stressed out because the Rangers are on television right now. I was going to get on here and be sappy and say we're down 5-0, but then we, 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 we scored a home run. We, we uh, hit a home run. The Rangers did collective. We, the Royal, we Josh Young to uh, the bullpen area and right center and then mm. saved a home run from being uh, hit over the wall in dead center. Uh, we did us Rangers. Um, I'm feeling a little better than I was, so I was going to say I had good news, and then it was gone because the Scherzer starting game three was big time, and then Scherzer got lit up pretty quickly mm. and removed from the game. Um, but hopefully, we're going to you know we got is Scherzer three, one of those that
0: has good four more innings left. The Scherzer one of those that has good regular seasons and bad postseasons. Or am I
1: thinking about somebody else? No, he had a pretty damn good <clears throat> postseason for at least the watch of the Nationals. Back in 2019. Okay. There is one pitcher out there. No, he plays for LA. What's his name? Kershaw. 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 Okay. So that's some Dallas crap right there. But, yeah, I'm going to go. I guess the rule of the good news, I'm going to game four. uh, That's going to be awesome. I'm so excited for you to go to the ALCS game four. What time do you have to leave? I I feel 27 again. It was 27 years old the last time I went to an ALCS Rangers game or any ALCS game. 5 a.m. Dedication when do they play? (laughs) Not until seven, but you know, the the man's got me down with a tight schedule tomorrow. So daddy's got got to be behind his computer. You know what I mean? Oh, I see.
0: So you have to work a little bit before going to the game.
1: Yes. I work for a militaristic uh, real estate corporation.
0: See big corp, dude, you got to stay out of there. Watch out. Capitalism Um, trainer (laughs) trainers (laughs) join the, join the rat race.
1: Trying to get out by Q1,
0: brother. <laughs> oh, I, I hear that. All right, trainer, trainer, back me up. Go ahead and give me your critical number of the week.
1: Oh, eight. I don't know. Eight ranked teams lost. Eight college football ranked teams lost this weekend. I think all on Saturday. These look like, yeah, Colorado is not ranked anymore because they, they collapsed. Um, but it was Oregon. They lost mm-hmm. to Washington. USC lost to Notre Dame. Massific picked USC. Uh, Louisville <laughs> lost to Pitt. Duke. Hit, hit. I'm sorry. That was bad. They're, UCLA bad. lost two. Um, should have written these down. Washington State lost two. <laughs> Kansas lost two. Kansas, or sorry, Kentucky lost two in a row. Miami lost at UNC. So, remember those. But, anyway, those are the ranked teams. 8, 10, 14, 18, 19, 23, 24, 25. Miami's out of the... Out of the uh, top twenty-five, after two just brutal losses in a row, especially the obviously the Georgia Tech game, which was like a free game for students to go to or anybody to go to. right? Yeah, I mean their home raffle. field.
0: Yeah, their home field adv- advantage does not exist, and it's and they don't. The Drake May just carved him up. Oh, and by the way, do do you remember Taz Walker? Yeah, he's still pretty good now. That the NCAA has restated him in his second game. He had three touchdowns against the Hurricanes. Mario Cristobal. Is yet to win an ACC game at home, or maybe, hmm. a, or maybe an ACC game in totality? Something I heard some wacky stat, and I was like, "That can't, that can't be right." But
1: that that sounds rough. And then actually, I'll just do this, my my quick side one is five. And um, I don't. Uh, what do you think about this number? Five teams that were listed. What are we in week eight? Li- were listed to start the AP poll season to start the AP poll preseason poll are now out of the playoffs. That's Clemson, Kansas State, whoops, whoops. TCU, whoops, Whoops, Wisconsin, and the Aggies of A&M. So is that, that's, is that good? I mean, I feel like that's kind of not a bad number, five to be week, in a week eight and five are missing. Or that's started out. Well, it's,
0: it's one of those things where all, we're seeing that there is going to be some teams that make the college football playoff this year with one loss. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think Oklahoma, who's undefeated, who had a nice win against Texas, I don't think they're going to make the college football playoff. Although they have their whole schedule in front of them, and the Big Twelve is absolute garbage this year, I I think that uh, Texas will probably win the Big Twelve. They'll have a loss. They'll be in the college football playoff. There's a chance Oregon comes back because Oregon and or excuse me, Oregon run the table and win the Pac-12 because Washington's schedule coming up is loaded with talented teams, and you might see a one-loss team out of the Pac-12, and even then they'll make it. They'll make it even out of the Pac-12. The SEC, Georgia without Brock Byer, Bowers, they could slip up somewhere. Um, who else? Ooh. Oh, and, and then the three game, the three team conference, the Big Ten, Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. Can all three of those Brakes. teams make it out of there and play a one loss Iowa team who is absolutely god awful? Who, by the way, the punter, <laughs> the punter for Missouri had a 39 yard fake punt completion for a touchdown. You know how many yards Iowa had last week? Thirty-four through the air. They are god awful without their. Well, they're god awful with their starting quarterback. But now that since he's hurt, they cannot move the ball through the air. So there's there's a there's a lot of that in the mix. And and I see. I think five might be low because sometimes you walk into week eight and there's
1: only you know six six teams total remaining. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel like that's a pretty good amount of teams. Clemson, I think, was the only a top ten team. It was pre-ranked, so it's a lot of, like, 15 through 25 teams. It's like, who who knows what the hell is going on here? Because all these Pac-12 teams obviously have shown up, and, you know, I think three lost last week. I cannot believe Washington State lost 44-6 to to Arizona. I did not realize they got their ass kicked that bad, and I'm sorry, yeah. Cam Ward, I'm, I miss you, RIP to you being the best um, – <laughs> quarterback in the state of washington arizona
0: uh, arizona is kind of the darling of the college football right now they they have been playing well everyone picked them to finish near the bottom of the pack 12 and they're two. Lo- they have two losses i think i'd have to look at their schedule but one was against mississippi yeah. state in double overtime and i forget three the losses, other yeah. or there's three total losses they might end up eight and four and and be be
1: a pretty good mm-hmm. squad yeah and then um to round it yeah mike gundy's on a heater with oklahoma state they beat kansas and missouri beat Kentucky, Missouri, six and one, pretty solid. They've only lost the the one game.
0: Mike Gundy, four and two, after losing to South Alabama, who's five hundred in the yeah. Sun Belt. Like, <laughs> whoa, whoa. why did I ever count out Mike Gundy? He's he's a staple of college football. Boy, did I bury him a little too quickly.
1: No, it's fine. He cut the mullet. He's almost. He, or he was once 40 so makes sense all right I'll keep I'll stop you go ahead
0: <laughs> all right my critical number I'm gonna run through a bunch of them uh in the first six games this team has scored this um these scores right on offense so you'll you'll catch on pretty quick 16 20 17 9 Saints. 30 yes 34 and 13. <laughs> that is what the Saints offense has produced in six games their opponents 15, 17, 18, 26, 0, and 20, and the Saints are 3 and 3. Why? Their defense is awesome, and their offense is absolutely terrible. They have three wins. The Saints, three wins. Their opponents, their combined record is 3 and 13. Yuck. They are converting 37% of their red zone trips. That is 28th in the league and the NFL average in the red zone of converting is 53%. They have Alvin Camaro, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, Rashid Shahid, and they still and and they still can't put up points. Derek Carr was visibly visibly upset with Pete Carmichael, the offensive coordinator, uh on Sunday, looking like they had some sort of anim- animated conversation. Dennis Allen is probably the 10th worst coach in the NFL history and I think we just need to <laughs> blow it all up. I mean, Carmichael was there for the Sean Payton and the Drew Brees days, and so there's a little nostalgia tied up with him because they, you know, rebuilt New Orleans in a way. In 2010, they kind of like put the spotlight on New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. I think we need to blow it all up and bring John Gruden in. I'm all aboard tank for Gruden. Oh, oh all aboard the tank, tank
1: Gruden. for Gruden. Is John Gruden out of cancel jail though? I, I cancel jail. Get official ruling on that. Yeah. I almost sold my soul for Deshaun Watson. I, I don't care about what John Gruden did. But this but Deshaun Deshaun uh he served his year fake suspension with the Texans. He's already back. Well he's he's already he's saying he's um he'll he's he'll be ready when he's ready, Massey, for the Browns because he's not uh I don't know how he got injured against the Niners. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't know if John Gruden had been taken out of the yeah, I don't know he, if he's, he's taken released out of the comeback. Yeah. Yeah, the, the NFL jail um, from
0: John Gruden. I mean, uh I mean What's what's punchable faces name? The NFL commission, Roger Goodell. Thank you.
1: Oh, Goodell's, Goodell's, yeah, Goodell's jail, and I, yeah, I mean, mm, well, Goodell did say something about needing to make a better effort. The NFL does for minority coaches hiring, so that might not be the best. He's probably going to want to keep Gruden in jail for that reason right there alone. Mm, Yeah, so Gruden. Okay, you went Gruden. I got gotcha. you. The good thing about the Saints, we already know this. that the NFC South is pretty lackluster, the Bucks started hot. The Falcons started hot. They they are who we thought they were. Um, the Jags game will be telling. I think that's a that's a big game at home coming up on yesterday Thursday. I mean the only um, to, the
0: only way they can it's just, just like they yeah that it will time travel a little bit but the saints no one plays well on thursday night the saints aren't going to play well our only hope is that trevor lawrence who's got a knee injury doesn't play and mm. cj bathard is his backup or something like that <laughs> i don't know where I, mean, I just pulled that from but maybe that gives the saints a chance
1: yeah well you said okay so you got that you got that to look forward to you got Bather bathtub uh you got gardner Minshew potentially who's okay you got whoever is backup for um, Justin Fields, unless he's back. You got Kirk Cousins might might be a Jet by then. And you got the Falcons. So you got Ritter. You got Bryce Young. You got Daniel. I mean, not the not the hardest uh, quarterback schedule no. ahead for the Saints.
0: Nine and but eight. I was
1: surprised that they were. My stuck on. We'll just go ahead and transition into it. We could have been in the six comma club, Massey, because the New Orleans Saints uh, are six and zero oh on. You're one of your favorite things in the world. The over/under, they're six and zero oh on the unders this year in gambling. So that was my stuck on. Was we should have gotten in there early. You just, like the you just game think they stop. could,
0: yeah, you could, yeah, stop stock. <laughs> you just think they could score points. They have speed all over the field. You just think, you just like look at it and you look at the paper of the roster and you're like, okay, I see points everywhere, and it's just not. There's just It's got to be coaching. I blame Carmichael. All right, let me give you
1: my oh, – well, what's up? Let me clear – earlier, I have to clear one. You said Dennis Allen is the 10th worst coast coach in NFL history. Did you say that? Yeah. Is that a ranking that you made up? I love yeah. that. Yeah. So do you have the 10 worst coaches in NFL history ranked out somewhere? Uh, no, I don't, but
0: Mike Ditka is the number one because of what he did for Ricky <laughs> Williams and what he did to the Saints. So, Oh, I, they're I, all Saints
1: coaches? Yeah. They're all Saints coaches. <laughs> yeah.
0: <Okay>. yeah. So, <laughs> let, I mean – there's I got I got a uh not uh Shula, Mike Shula, uh Dennis Franchoni. Um now I'm just oh, listing cross we're doing, it cross,
1: we're, doing <laughs> we're doing cross sports with Alabama and okay, your top ten. Tommy list, Tupperville. A bad Alabama coaches and bad Saints coaches. Yeah, Tommy Tupperville comes for a, Auburn. I'll make a Cowboys uh UVA football horse coaches list. I'll grow for next week. It's good homework.
0: <laughs> All right, my stuck on is flag football trainer. In 2024, not 2024, 2028, we're going to see flag football in the Olympics. Is that true? That is true. Facts.
1: Wow. So, who's, uh, who proposed this and how did this, how did this make it in? So, end? without I've the Pro read, Bowl already being flag football?
0: I read a little bit about it. Apparently, they've been working on it for about 20 years. Really? So, they've grown the game of football through flag football and now. They finally made it qualify for the Olympic sports, which I don't know what that means. But in 2028, the United States hosts the Olympics, and it's like, I mean, oh, yeah. you mean to tell me our NFL players don't have to really travel that much, and they're playing on a field that's 50 yards long and 25 yards wide? We should win. We should not even have a people score a point. Could you imagine mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner? Guarding flag football people and Tyreek Hill running around. <laughs> what about
1: Patrick Mahomes under no pressure? Has Cheetah in uh, five years away though. Has Cheetah lost a little speed? He I think. Terrell, I th- will bring up Terrell Owens a little later, but I think
0: Terrell Owens could go out there and still suit up. What about <laughs> Gronkowski? Fun.
1: I love. I love these ideas. What is the Olympic eligibility stuff like? I'm sure there's going to be the shield and Roger Goodell. Punchable face is going to going to try to protect or to protect his assets by not. He's like going to say like it's un NFL for them to play in these flag football games. I think he's injuries. been. Pu- I think the NFL has been pushing that. I I, I want to okay. say in our Good. lifetime we might see
0: some flag football changes into the sports that we love. College football or NFL football might have like a no contact policy or something. I don't know.
1: Oh, it's true. I think they'll at least start out with the big padded, what were those like Lego head helmets that we've we've discussed before. They'll at least implement those at some point. The big quilt heads. Cold helmets. I
0: mean, now that I say that, they covered up concussions for a long time. They have turf fields where people are just snapping ligaments. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if they care too much about player safety.
1: No, they don't. They don't. All right, trainer, give me your. Uh, where are we? Give me your quote slash question of the week. Pick something I shouldn't have kicked.
0: That is uh, Sean Beamer, <laughs> right from South Carolina, and he. Yeah, broke- Shane, Shane. Shane Beamer,
1: Beamer of. Um- the of, of frank beamer's family tree
0: yeah he kicked something after the i forgot what game it was but he broke his foot
1: yeah i don't know if they ever like if he was embarrassed about what he kicked like was it a puppy i mean what you know like why does he not want to just say i kicked something i shouldn't have kicked like is it a big heavy piece of metal or is it like a child you know like what what's hmm. going on hmm. <laughs> i uh i would <laughs> Sh- Not that I, I know the,
0: the density of, of puppies and children compared to metal <laughs> objects, but I'm going to assume the metal objects break bones faster than kicking a puppy. And if you break if you break your foot on a golden retriever,
1: then you retired from football. <laughs> well, you, I mean, if you kicked me in the head with the size and density of my head as a child, you kick me straight in the head. I would I would have broken Shane Bieber's foot. I would hell I would have broken Frank's. <laughs> All right, that's a good point. Yeah,
0: Shane Beamer, that's a, that's an all-time uh, just absolutely bozo move where my question is, is he going to wear a boot on the sideline just to show everyone ESPN I hope so. at noon whenever South Carolina plays? He's going to be zooming in on that all the time. And that's Shane Beamer's foot where he kicked a locker.
1: Yeah, I mean it's not it's not as bad as a player. This often happens in baseball, where players like get carpal tunnel by playing video games too much, or they punch water coolers and they can't pitch for a month. Um, it's also not uh, our boy their thumb, Petrino.
0: Their thumb gets hit by a, a drone and he can't pitch in the postseason.
1: Drone injuries as well. During the postseason is even worse. At least you know the Gamecocks are awful and they're two and four and they lost to Florida. Um, and it's also not Petrino with a neck brace because he had an affair. This is not affair related. It's more. Just being a dumbass, which happens. It's
0: it's more okay. forgivable than getting beat up by your mistress's yes. boyfriend, and blaming it on a motorcycle <laughs> yes. accident. But who knows? You may become the offensive coordinator of Texas A and M, who, who's struggling offensively.
1: Um, all right, oh, oh you I, can fail fail up. I get it. Get, get yeah, get a cast or a neck brace on, and just fail go. fail up. Or at least if he gets fired by South Carolina. He's not. There's pretend, There's hope. He's
0: there's the best hope. thing to happen in South Carolina since uh, uh, the old ball coach, Steve Spurrier.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Lou holds before that.
0: All right. I have a couple of questions, but I want to lead it, lead you with a quote. Um, and this was said by a West Virginia senator by the name of Joe Manchin. Manchin? Whatever. It's hard to root for the kids when they're multimillionaires as freshmen and sophomores. I would like you just to weigh in on that. Oh, oh, and let me um, let me give you a little backstory about Joe's family tree here. His daughter Heather Bresh, is directly related with cornering the EpiPen marking and EpiPen market and jacking up the prices for record profits. Just saying, just, yeah, that's that's the family tree dynamic we're working with. Just really crappy people.
1: I did glance over this and I thought it, I almost thought it was too. I like that you brought it up because I I was afraid to touch it because it was too niche and it was like it scared the politics scared me off. You know. Cause I care about West Virginia politics. Um, So I just kind of skimmed it and I saw the EpiPen thing and I, yeah, I definitely did like a little like, Oh, another, another uh, jackass Senator trying to pretend like he knows everything and obviously being a complete hypocrite.
0: Yeah. And he's, uh, I guess we should give the backstory. He is talking about the NIL deals and that the fact that these players who have a job in college are working a full-time job are getting paid to work said full-time job. And it's, and it's just he's just so wrong he's just so out of touch it's like you aren't watching the games then because it's awesome no. watching these millionaires play football
1: yeah he's just mad he's just being bitter he's bitter that i mean he's a million. he's a senator making millions of dollars which he's not worth probably half of what he makes um i have a
0: question for you let's do it real quick are the jets good
1: the defense is good uh aaron rodgers is ahead of schedule duh as he said obviously um they're, I mean, yeah, Brees Hall is awesome. He's gotten healthier. He tore his ACL last year, and now he's at like full speed after week five or week six. Uh, defense is obviously awesome, like we discussed. I feel like Robert, Robert, Roger, Robert, Robert, Robert Slay is a good coach. Um, I I think uh, Nathaniel Hackett is one of those, I can do it as, he's, a, an, he's like Wade Phillips. He's an elite coordinator mm-hmm. on offense, and he's an awful head coach. That just happens, you know. Sometimes you're. It's like Mike McDaniels. Yeah, I mean, not Mike McDaniels. Excuse me, Josh McDaniels. I'm sorry, Mike McDaniels. That I'm not mean to say. I knew again. you.
0: I knew you said Josh McDaniels. I didn't even hear Mike McDaniels. So the so. the Jets are three and three with losses to the Cowboys, the Pats, and the Chiefs. They combined loss to the Pats and the Chiefs are only by eight points, and they beat the Bills, the Broncos, which everyone is doing, and the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Without Sauce Gardner, they beat the Eagles without Sauce Gardner. The Jets. Might be good. All right, let's move on. Give me your GOAT of the week, trainer.
1: Um, I didn't have – okay, I'll just do – I had a question, but I'll just use him as a GOAT. Caleb Williams. Yes. Um, GOAT of the week in terms of, yes, he's going to be the number one overall pick. I think he'd have to throw – he'd have to do like a 20 interceptions to one TD ratio and go 0 oh, and 5 or 6 the rest of the way to not be picked over Michael, Michael Penix even or whoever – or Drake May, whoever's considered second, is is Pennix in this draft, or is he? There are eight quarterbacks in this draft that everyone needs to pay okay, attention he is, to. Yeah. Anyway, he now he wants. Um, he is already saying, "I kind of like the, the power move of like I'm not going to leave college if I have to go to the awful Cardinals or a team he yep. hates." And now he's now he's claiming that he needs to have a stake in the ownership of the team that drafts it. So my question is, if he just had this bomb awful game against Notre Dame. And he does want to like tank their. Is can is he counter tanking because he hates how the, the the teams at the top right now are. Let's say the Bears that might draft him. Is he trying to go the other way and then potentially get a better team next year with even more of a net worth like the Cowboys? You know, is it, because he. Gets so you're that saying money.
0: he's tanking his draft stock, so he goes later in the draft and gets on a better team.
1: He's not, but I'm actually wondering like what his pitch is to. Let's just say he's in front of Jerry Jones, like Shark Tank style, or he's in front of like five, <laughs> the five, the, t- the top five picks, the top five, the owners of the top five picks in the draft. And he's like, my valuation is I want 1% of your $8 billion franchise, your $3 billion franchise. Like I looked earlier, like the Bengals are like the lowest at 3.02. So is he, is he trying to say if he actually was granted this access, which I don't know how he possibly can be, is he going to like play off like what the actual um, franchise is worth?
0: I wonder if there are any rules saying that current players can't own the team. Is there some sort something in their bylaws or is he just setting himself up to be like, yeah, I want to be an NFL owner. I mean, I think we there all know is. that Michael Jordan was the first one to get stock options at Nike. You know, you, it was just a, it was just a shoe, you know, just a lump sum that you got for making a shoe back in that day. Are we looking at the beginning of negotiations as high-end quarterback prospects or are we looking at somebody who's maybe a little bit delusional?
1: Uh, delusional. 100%. I think so, too. It's it's way, there's just no way, way of that. And, and if, um, let's just use Mahomes, for example. Mahomes got the 10-year contract. He immediately obviously showed interest in putting money into one of the worst baseball franchises, but a sports franchise nonetheless, the Royals of Kansas City. So I'm guessing that if he... And if if an NFL player was allowed to play and own at the same time, Mahomes would have convinced the Chiefs to allow that versus going to the Royals, you know? So (laughs) I think that um, if Caleb Williams wants to buy a stake in the Cubs or the White Sox, if he goes to the Bears, sure. But they're not going to allow that, yeah, the NFL part of it.
0: You have to be someone like – I mean, you think LeBron James hasn't asked around about – about owning an, an NBA team, right. it's that's a very well-documented thing. You have to be like Larry Bird or Magic Johnson, LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like You have to be someone who has a multiple bronze statues either in the Hall of Fame or outside of the arena in order to begin asking those questions. So Caleb Williams might have gotten taken out of context or something, but what a silly, silly thing to say Right, right the year before you're supposed to be the number one pick off the board.
1: I mean, it's kind of nice, though. Like looking ahead, it's not just another like ho hum, like, oh, it's Trevor Lawrence who's got this. He looks like he's from Norwegian, uh, um, Norwegian, uh, from Sweden, but he has this Southern accent. He looks like he graduated from
0: little... Summer Heights High, bro.
1: Th- there you go, that too. But he, he you know, it's all these guys who just say the right things. I kind of like that there might be kind of a, a supervillain coming to the NFL in the form of Caleb Williams, the quarterback, who's just so cocky and delusional. He's like Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, and. Um, who else has their head of their buns all wrapped into one? <laughs> I like that. All right, my go to the week. Did you hear about Terrell Owens? Yeah, you mentioned earlier. Uh, did just like I don't know if he's going to be healthy enough. He got hit by a car to play flag football in 2028.
0: That's a good so point. Yeah, so Terrell Owens, after a pickup basketball game, got in an argument with a man that they was playing against and got hit by a car afterwards. The man hit him with the car. Now, he did not need medical attention which makes me think that is the car okay? Oh. Did is Terrell Owens still built the way where a car can't even take him down? Now if you go to run over somebody and you run into his knee and nothing happens with a car, how fast were you going? Probably not that fast. You didn't like Terrell Owens didn't seem like he rolled up on the hood or anything. But I have to imagine that Terrell Owens was probably running his mouth, dunking the basketball over this guy and he got really pissed. <laughs> I
1: always like, yeah, always I there's there's no, there's no um, cell phone footage I can look up, right? No, Video. I mean
0: if Terrell Owens is playing, they're all probably boomers, and they didn't have their phones ready mm-hmm. at the ready at ready to go <laughs> and taking pictures of whatever crosses their path.
1: Yeah, I love, I love To. He's, he's really. I feel like ever since he started like being BFFs with Dion or one of Dion's BFFs, they has he, Dion has so many friends on that sideline these days that he's kind of back in the news again. I feel like it started with the he boycotted the Hall of Fame, and then I didn't hear from him for a while. And now he's kind of back. I think he this punched is, a guy hot, outside of a CVS. Hot Boy Summer, is, he's in the, going into the fall now. He punched somebody at a CVS this year too? No, not this year, but that was the
0: last time yeah. I looked up Terrell
1: Owens. Exactly. Like, like, the last time Terrell Owens in the news,
0: he beat up a random dude outside of a CVS. I was like, okay, I guess that tracks. All right, trainer, we got to get to the Baker's Dozen. And we have quite the slate here to pick from. The Baker's Dozen is 12 games that we That we'll give you the odds on and our picks. And I got a wild card that I haven't quite picked yet, but I've got a couple of games uh, circled. But we should get into it. We'll start with college and end with the NFL. And the biggest game of this weekend is in the Big Ten. I mentioned it earlier. Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan all have to play each other. They're all currently ranked in the top ten. And now we get to see the big boys at the Big Ten play we had the Penn State Nittany Lions, number seven in the country, going into Columbus with their six and and0 record. Ohio State is six and O. They're favored by four and a half. Both have QBs, Penn State and Ohio State, who are in their first year, uh, commanding that the, the, their respective offenses. And Drew Lore at Penn State, who is a true freshman, and Kyle McCord running Ryan Day's offense over there in Ohio State. I'll kick it to you first, trainer. before I bring up some of my points. Ohio State favored by four and a half at home.
1: What do you think? Mm-hmm. Four and a half at home. Um, I know that Penn State lost this game last year at home. I'm sure it was a wide out game. I'm sure they were super sad up there up there in Nittany <laughs> Lion land. Um, let's see. Game and it's eleven a.m. Cold a cold Big Ten Saturday game. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. Is it Alar or Alar? I've actually not even had a Penn State game on with with it not being muted in a bar to know exactly how you pronounce this guy's name. What I don't know. Alar? You're asking. You're yeah. asking
0: the man who can't pronounce anything. Who cares?
1: Who cares? Um, I mean, the best win so far is probably obviously Ohio State going to Notre Dame between yeah. these two teams. I don't think that Penn State has a win that's quite like that. Sorry, no offense to UMass getting. Beaten 63 to zero last weekend by Penn State. Yeah, I mean, I like I like Ohio State in this game. I feel bad for Penn State, where I feel like they're just always like the headline team to. They've players, been played. They're always the, yeah, they've been they third 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 the yeah. third. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, uh, they're third wheel every year.
0: Yeah, this is going to help define the race of the Big Ten East. I've already mentioned that. I don't know the identity of either team. I know that Penn State kind of, their offense is not huge chunk plays. Ohio State is usually defined by their ability to score quickly. That has not been the case this year. Penn State's defense, at least statistically, is way
1: better than Ohio State's. But again, who yes. has Penn
0: State played?
1: Like, not really. Not, I mean, they really have a bad schedule. It's UMass, it's Northwestern, it's Iowa, it's Illinois, it's Delaware. Yes, they uh, allow under 75 yards rushing per game. Overall, under 195 yards total per game, but against those teams I just named. So,
0: and both both quarterbacks have not been in a situation like this before. If you look at history, Penn State has not beaten Ohio State since the 2016 season, and they haven't won in Columbus since 2008. Mm. That good, I mean, but stat. B- yeah, but the, but those Ohio State teams were way different than the Ohio State team we're looking yeah. at. It. I'm going to have to take Penn State and the points because I just don't know if Okay. Ohio State has looked pedestrian at home against Michigan last year. I just don't – if it's any year, if it's any year that Penn State can do this, it's this year, and so that's how I'm going to roll with it. Be- I like, just I like on it. hope that Penn State can go into the horseshoe and cover the spread at four and a half. All right, let's move on. Number seventeen, Tennessee. They're five and one with their only loss against Florida, who beat the doors off of them. They're playing in Tus- Tuscaloosa against number eleven, Alabama, who is six and one with their only loss against Texas. They're favored by eight and a half. Joe Milton and Josh Heupel have been let's let's say underachieving a little bit. Joe Milton was seen as the next Hendon Hooker. He thought he was going to come back in and fit the offensive scheme seamlessly. That is not the case. Jalen Milroe is the second – has the second most yards in the SEC out of any quarterback? I believe that's
1: right. Overall, sc- scrimmage yards?
0: Maybe. I th- I, th- I think so. I, I'm confu- com- confusing stats in my head. He has been also underachieving as well, although he throws a beautiful, beautiful deep ball. Now, he had a decent – Milrow had a decent mid-range game against Texas A&M, which is something he needs to polish. The offensive – but he needs the offensive line to hold up against a good – Tennessee defensive front they need big plays defensively and I'm looking at Dallas Turner on Alabama's defensive line who has racked up seven sacks this season and Tim Smith who just gobbles up space on that defensive line to have a big game otherwise I think uh, Bama will be in trouble unless the defense comes to play
1: yeah uh, obviously yeah the Tennessee offense is Getting well, I mean, you know, they beat AM, they beat South Carolina, put up 41 against South Carolina, they put up a good amount of chunks of the AM game is interesting because that just that just happened. It was at home. They won 20 to 13, but that was against AM's backup, Max Johnson. Um, I mean the Tennessee defense, it's not terrible when you look at the when you look at their uh, results so far. Um I guess at the end of the day, I definitely think. Alabama is more tested. They're playing at home. Um, it just seems like everything's kind of going their way in terms of taking over at least guaranteed first place until they play LSU. And the, the Big East, I mean, sorry, Big East. the uh, SEC East is pretty crowded with everybody, Tennessee, Missouri, Florida and Georgia all in contention, mm-hmm. I guess, technically for it. Um, I like Moreau, Milrow, uh, Milrow and Alabama. This weekend,
0: to 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 cover over eight and a half.
1: Yeah, I'll take a go over eight and a half. I just don't think Tennessee. I feel like I'll yeah Alabama just play more teams, and I think I've also gone zero and three when betting against Alabama this year, so I need to fix that.
0: Okay, um, <laughs> I, I heard a key statistic where Tennessee's right tackle or left tackle might might not play, and he didn't play against Florida, and that's when Florida got a lot of pressure on Joe Milton. If that is the case, I think it's going to be Alabama in a blowout. But if that's not the case, it's going to be a little bit of a Ooh. closer game. Alabama is in game three of their four-game SEC West. It's a gauntlet in the sense of it's SEC West. They were at Texas A&M. They played Arkansas at home. They have Tennessee this week. They have LSU uh, the fourth game. I think that Arkansas game scared the bejesus out of me with how close it was. Mm-hmm. But there is the revenge factor of losing in Knoxville last year. Oh, I can't do it. Give me Alabama on the points because that's how I roll. You know that's how I roll with Alabama. As you defense. should, as you,
1: as you should, son. As you said.
0: All right, next game, number fourteen, Utah. They're five and one. Only loss against Oregon State. No, they lost to US UCLA too, right? hmm No, they beat U- UCLA 14 to 7. Utah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Utah did beat
1: UCLA at home 14 to 7.
0: Number 14, Utah, five and one is at Number 18, USC, who are 6-1, and one, who got absolutely trounced by Notre Dame last weekend. USC is favored by a touchdown. This is going to be the late kickoff, 8 p.m. on Fox. Kyle Winningham and Nate Johnson haven't been able to get the offensive going, but their run game, or excuse me, the pass game going, their run game's pretty good. Their defense is absolutely elite. Lincoln Riley and Kayla Williams are in for another night of hard-nosed defense. What do you think is going to happen in this game, Trainer?
1: Um, I do, I do like Utah to cover this. I feel like USC kind of got exposed against a good defense in Notre, Notre Dame. Utah has a good defense quarterback situation. Is Cam rising? He's, is he done or is he like, is he a potential? No, I for think, game? I
0: don't think he'll play this year.
1: Okay. Anyway, the running game, I think the running game, the defense will keep this close and Utah will go into, um, into LA and keep it within. Did you have seven as well? Seven? Yeah, I had seven. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do Utah plus
0: seven. Jonah Ellis on Utah's defensive line has nine sacks. He leads the country in uh, sacks. Now, let me give you uh, Utah's defensive numbers here. The ranks top ten in eight different categories. Number one in third down. Number two in rushing yards. Number three in TDs allowed. Number five in scoring defense. Number seven in red zone defense. Number seven in sacks. Number nine in total defense. Number nine in A turnover margin. There are seventieth, seventieth in pass yards allowed per game. That gives Caleb Williams a little bit of edge there. That being said, Notre Dame had six sacks with eleven tackles for loss and kept USC on their heels. And Caleb Williams threw three picks. Is this a Caleb Williams get right bet game? I don't know. They burned me last week. I'm going to go with the defense and the Utes and the points.
1: I mean, it's hard not to. Like Colorado kept it close, Arizona kept it close. Three overtimes. Notre Dame beat the poop out of them. Yeah. Utah. I think, I think Utah's one of those teams where you just gotta stop. I've every, every week I ask about Cam rising. Who cares anymore? It's kind of like asking, is uh Sam Brad if Brock Purdy has one bad game like the Niners did against Cleveland, it's like is Sam Bradford gonna play now? Like who cares who's playing quarterback for Utah? They just have a good team.
0: They do. They do. Yeah. Our next game, number sixteen, Duke, or five and one. With the only loss against Notre Dame, they are at number four. Florida State, who are six and zero, Florida State is a fourteen and a half point favorite on Homecoming weekend. Um, Head coach Mike Elko is a very, very good football coach. That's the bottom line. Mike Norvell and Jordan Travis over Florida State. Things are humming. Jordan Travis has that banged up shoulder. Riley Leonard is expected not to play. He's. Apparently been seen around uh, campus with a heavy, heavy limp. This is FSU's third major hur- hurdle. Uh, they hurdled Clemson, or they got by Clemson, and they got by LSU. They have Miami and Florida down the line. This is their third major hurdle on their quest for the college mm-hmm. football playoff. FSU's defensive stat- stout. They got transfers all over the defensive line. Duke's defense is stout as well. They only allowed nine points a game that being said without Ryland Leonard I'm gonna take FSU with the 14 and a half points at home
1: they're gonna cover the 14 yes I've been Im- I hate to say it, I've been impressed by Duke but I've been impressed by Duke football to be clear everybody you better Duke be. footballs um yeah I like the coach a lot too um the yeah the injury reports have me a little nervous there's been a couple scares. I mean, Virginia Tech kind of played – I watched some of that game a couple weeks ago against against Florida State, played them kind of admirably well. That's when I kind of realized that Virginia truly is by far the worst team in the (laughs) ACC, at least in the state of Virginia, because I realized that, like, Florida State would have beaten the the doors off of us. Um, Duke's the most battle-tested. I mean, I think the Notre Dame game was a – I mean, that was a hell of a game. I watched, I think, the whole fourth quarter of that. And coming off, you know, NC State's a chippy team. They just kept, came off a win against them. Syracuse, the Florida they did kill. So I like, I like Duke to cover the, the points. I think it's a lot of points.
0: That is a lot of points. I hope, I hope Jordan yeah. Travis shows up. I hope his shoulders better because he really uses his legs a lot. And with that shoulder injury, he's he's been kind of scared to take some hits. Right. All, all right, back out to the Pac-12. Your darlings, Wazoo, are four and two with losses at UCLA and Arizona. At number 9, Oregon, 5-1, and one, lost last weekend to Washington. Oregon is favored by 20.5. Cam Ward, 1,800 yards, Ooh. 14 touchdowns, three interceptions in Jake Diggert's offense. And we have Dan Lanning and Bo Nix. He has led Bo Nix to 1,800 yards, 17 touchdowns, one interception. His favorite target, Troy Franklin, with almost 700 yards and eight touchdowns. I think Oregon's defense will be the difference in this game, but that's a lot of points trainer.
1: Yeah. I would like to think that uh, Cam Ward coming off two losses against UCLA at UCLA and the Arizona debacle. I mean, I don't even know what, what, what happened. What happened, Cam? Um, Going up in Oregon, I think they'll play admirably. After that Washington (sighs) loss. Yeah. 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 I just think that, yeah, Oregon might be coming off, coming off that, that loss to Washington. I don't know what they'd be looking ahead to, but they think I watched it. Oh, at Utah. So that's daunting to look at, at that. And then they get to skip to California, then on USC. Um, I'll take Washington State to cover this. I think that's a, a fair bet.
0: All right. I'll, just to be contrarian, I think they might open up a can because Oregon's defense is Ooh. much stouter than Wazoo's. I think Wazoo's the, terrible. The only, terrible defense, right? They have a really, really <laughs> bad defense. They've come down to earth a little bit, and Oregon is probably. Mega pissed that they got lost to Washington in the in the way that they did. They're gonna to have to prove that they're a college football contender, and they need to run the table in the Pac-12. Look look at Oregon to bounce back big, three touchdowns. Oh, college football spreads are the worst. All right, I'll take Oregon. All right, our last two ga- our last two games of uh, college football. Then we will get on to the NFL, and let's make these quick. Uh, Air Force number ten, they're six and zero. Ten and a half point favorites at Navy, who's three and three. I know that Air Force's defense is good and their rushing attack is the best in college football, but both teams, QBs are injured. Um Air Force? Air Force? The best team yeah, the, in the, Colorado?
1: America's team. Oh, best team in Colorado. I like that. That's a good one. I haven't heard that one. Best team in the West? I mean, they're definitely leading the for the I forgot the Western Conference. Mountain, sorry, excuse me, Mountain West, formerly TCU, belonged to that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they have a quite a yeah, quite a quite a high octane offense with a pretty solid defense in terms of yardage for both. It also seems
0: that every single quarterback for a service academy has been there for ten years.
1: Yeah, I did kind of pick this as a service. Uh, we went to a wedding this weekend that was um, a former uh, Navy graduate, and kind of picked this as like a honorary game for Woody. Shout out to Woody for getting married. Uh, what uh service, inter- service industry game service
0: you know what are fun weddings <laughs> service industry weddings if two people from the service <laughs> industry are getting married it's going to be lights out and things are going to get weird so just just always go to anybody that's in the service industry now when it comes to the military uh, i've never been to one so i don't know
1: yeah it's true we do have yeah we got one on saturday we got UV uh, uva at carolina a couple service industry guys um former alums from there anyway um, gosh, is this a lot of points? Does this Navy just do their Navy thing where they they keep it? Uh, yeah, I think I'll just take Navy plus ten. All right, I'll take
0: it. I'll take Air Force. Now in the SEC, number thirteen, Ole Miss is going to Jordan Harris Stadium in Har- at Harvard on the highway there in Auburn, Alabama. Ole Miss is only favored by six and a half. They're come. Ole Miss is coming off a of bye. Auburn has lost. Three in a row. Jackson Dart is playing well on Lane Kiffin's offense. Hugh Freeze mm-hmm. has Peyton Thorne. Now I think the problem with offense is that their quarterback, Peyton Thorne, is also their leading rusher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. One to one touchdown interception ratio.
0: Yikes. I'm gonna take Ole Miss to cover this spread.
1: Oh, what has. Jordan Hare's Jordan Hare's loud. It's a loud stadium. Yeah, and obviously the one thing that stands out is that's true. And they kept or or not Oregon, they kept UGA Georgia in the seven, and that was only three weeks ago. That's yeah. pretty surprising. I forgot about that. That was kind of when we were talking about Georgia sleepwalking, and then I feel like they kind of kicked them in the in the buns and they're like ready to rock now. Um I'll take Auburn to cover. Ole Miss is Ole Miss is um kept it close. For the most part, all season, even – well, Georgia Tech, yeah. I mean, the last – 3 sorry, three games before this, they've kept it within like almost – definitely less than a touchdown each. So – I mean, less than 10 points each, so.
0: All right, this is the wild card game. Now pick uh, pick, uh, one or two. Two. Oklahoma State, four and two. Their losses to South Alabama and Iowa State. They go to West Virginia, who are four and two. They lost to Penn State, respectively, and Houston last week on a last second Hail Mary. West Virginia, who I thought was going to be last in the Big 12. They are favored by three and a half at home. I'm gonna go ahead and pick against Mike Gundy again. Ooh. And pick West Virginia to cover this spread. It's gonna be a tight game.
1: It should be a tight game. I for some reason I've deja vu like we've already picked the Oklahoma State, West Virginia. Wild card game because I think we've only picked Big Twelve wild card games. I, I do, I do. I've Big been doing this.
0: I, I I looked <laughs> at the Pac twelve and I was looking at it and I was like, I don't know anything about the Pac twelve, and I just like to get down and dirty because the Big Twelve is bad, and so it's like, oh, I'm gonna fade TCU who ended up winning by a thousand last weekend. I've been picking against them for the last three weeks. Now it's Oklahoma, I was picking against Oklahoma State. I'm gonna keep on that trend. Okay. Pro West Virginia.
1: Picking the Big Twelve mid elites, Um, West Virginia, the Senators, a hypocrite. I'll go with Oklahoma State. All right, let's get into the NFL slate.
0: Dolphins at Eagles. Eagles favored by two and a half, coming off a loss against the Jets. Huh?
1: What? What? Wait, Zach Wilson?
0: Yeah. Um, I'll let you go ahead and pick because this is a tough game. It should be if it was played at a neutral site, no doubt it'd be a pick 'em, but eagles at home is a different animal dolphins under mike mcdaniels are cruising still without running back freshman sensation um a chain a chain but most start is hasn't slowed down a bit uh, and the dolphins no, and Tua is th- looking good
1: most has been great office has been awesome i like that uh, mike mcdaniels told some reporter to f off about like is Tua just assistant quarterback already it's like I like I like that when he's it's like Mike Gundy when he shouted at the guy for saying for making fun of a 19-year-old. He's like, I'll take care of my players. Yeah. Um, yes, Mostert, Jeff Wilson potentially coming back, no injuries on the Miami side. Going into Philadelphia, Philadelphia is a badly banged up secondary.
0: And I don't um, think Jalen Carter's healthy.
1: And Carter, yeah, Carter's unhealthy as well. So defense is very banged up. I have a lot of I'm going to put a lot of stock in the fact that that defense is so banged up and Tua can go over the top. It's definitely the Hurts revenge game against Tua because he took his gerb once upon a time. Oh, yeah. It's also Massey. It's the Ace Ventura Super Bowl matchup. end of the Ace Ventura <laughs> when he beats up the Eagle in Miami at the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I'll go with the Dolphins to cover on the road.
0: All right, give me, give, give me the Eagles. Maybe Jalen Hurts can get it right and they're, they're going to adjust. But, man, the Dolphins scare me. Chargers at Chiefs. Chiefs favored by five and a half. Chargers looked like the Chargers against the Cowboys. I'll take the Chiefs
1: uh, favored by five and a half, although the Chiefs never covered. Ugh. Yeah. The Chiefs have not been covered. They're just kind of winning by skin of their teeth. Uh, T-Swift will probably be at the game. Chiefs will be amped. The Chargers, man, Brandon Staley. Deflated? i mean, talk about a coach that needs to get fired midseason. I was so hungover watching the, the Monday night game that was coming off a, a mega high uh, Rangers had gone up two zero in in series was so bored watching that game. Woke up at what would sleep at halftime woke up about fourth quarter, Watched the end of it. Can't believe the Cowboys squeak that out. I don't know who the Cowboys are. And I definitely don't think that they're a team that's going to go on the road and beat a team that can go into Kansas city and win. So I'll take the chiefs lions at Ravens.
0: Ravens favored by a field goal. I think the Lions are playing too well. Now, this is back-to-back road games, but the Lions have something. I'll take the Lions to cover this spread. Yeah. And Jared, Jared, said Jared Goff just got Jamison Williams back, and, and he, True. he is running routes, creating five yards of separation very, very quickly. The Lions seem like the more complete team. The Ravens – who I just never know what the Ravens are always hurt and they always, and they have great coaching and they win a lot of games. They shouldn't Lamar Jackson's playing quietly, quietly well, but I think the lions are, are much better team than the Ravens.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I mean, I totally agree in terms of the fact that the Ravens, you can never tell who they are. They obviously have, they're kind of the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys, Ravens and chargers are pretty similar. The chargers have the second worst coach probably give McCarthy a little more credit because of the Super Bowl title than Staley. Uh, But the Ravens, obviously just cannot stay healthy. Odell Beckham is getting into a fight at the end of the game. I'm like, Odell Beckham, why are you fighting when you can barely stay on the field? You're Forty um, years old, dude, relax. But the Ravens just like, uh, I don't know. Like I just, the Lions go in there and, yeah. No, I mean, I yeah, I like the I like the Lions to cover. I feel like I just I can't trust the Ravens ever.
0: Falcons at Bucks. Bucks favored by two and a half. I hate the Bucks. I'm choosing the Falcons. <laughs>
1: Alright, so what have I what have I put what have I got myself into with the Bucks recently? A loss picking them there. Uh come on. Oh I did okay, that was the hot streak. Week five when I when they beat the Saints. They get to host the Falcons. I think it's time to it's time to put Heineke in. Has Heineke gone in yet? Have I missed him? No, but he game? should. I, I it would the Falcons the would be game, infinitely better. Yeah, the commander's game is close. Going into I think this is a this is a Bucks get right game for Baker.
0: Colts at Browns. Browns favored by two and a half. Colts without Anthony Richardson. Gardner Minshew is not great as a starter. I think he's like two and 12, two and 13. Browns defense mm-hmm. is elite. I think Browns cover this spread, even without Deshaun Watson.
1: Pretty Deshaun, yeah. I mean, Ford's been good. Cooper Cooper's such a – such a, um, The outstanding, outstanding citizen,
0: Kareem Hunt's back.
1: Kream Hunt's back, but PJ Walker plays well enough to get it done. It's hard to yeah, the Browns defense is great. I'm gonna go with the Browns because Anthony Rich I like I like Gardner, but I mean it's not 2020 anymore, so gotta move on with your life.
0: Sports fans, that's all the time we have for you this week. Download our podcast wherever podcasts are available if you missed it. We are Teton Sports Talk. All right, trainer. It was a pleasure. I'm sorry about your uh Oh no, eight to four? Is that the farmer? Yeah, Oh, that that says bottom of the ninth, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, they just kept creeping up and getting – anyway, I'll be at the game tomorrow. You'll be at the game
0: (laughs) tomorrow, and you've got two two games on the road, so that's going to be tough to overcome, but the Astros are the Astros. All right, guys and girls, that's it, and that's all.